2: The first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time
0: that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been
2: doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the first
0: time that the government has been doing this, the first time that the government has been doing this, the government has been doing this, the, 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 the
3: Dowls and early birds, we are broadcasting live from sunny Southern California. It's also pretty hot here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting Fringe FM. It's Monday. Is it Monday? It's Tuesday, guys. It's Tuesday, September 28th into the 29th. Yeah, close to Halloween season. This is the Jess Rogie Show. I'm Jess Rogie. I want to thank you guys so much for being here tonight. I want to send some prayers over to Joe Rube over there in uh, in Florida. we got this, got this storm coming in over there. Just want to make sure he's nice and safe during that storm. So this is a show for people who want to explore a variety of topics to try to find out more about the reality that we live in. You know, because I believe there's so much more to the world than we can see with our eyes. So much that's been hidden and so much to be discovered. We have an awesome show planned for you guys tonight. In just a little bit, we're going to be bringing on Matt in Colorado. We're going to be talking about dreaming into multidimensional realities. It's going to be a great show, guys, so stay tuned for that. But first, if you want to help support the show... You can for the price of a cup of coffee. And you guys know I drink a hell of a lot of coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. <laughs> but you can head over to buymeacoffee.com and search Jess Rogie. Or you can head to the link tree or to my link tree for other ways to donate. We are getting a new computer soon, guys. It's in the works. I'm really excited. It's going to make everything work so much better and so much smoother. I also want to give a shout out to all the patrons. We got Russ, Barb, Clown Baby, Tommy G, Anthony, and Serge. And if you can't support the show monetarily, you can also help support the show by sharing it and liking the show um, and share it with friends that might enjoy the same kind of topics. So I'm so thankful for everyone who's helping me get the new computer. I'm just really excited. I haven't had a new computer in 10 years, guys. So it's going to be really exciting. It's going to feel so freaking fast. Once I uh, get that thing hooked up tomorrow night, guys, we have the beautiful Miranda young joining us. She's the ghost biker. She has season five of ghost biker coming out. She's going to come on the show before the premiere of the next season. And she also is going to talk about the historic uh, Scott County jail, which is haunted. And she owns that. Um, So it's going to be a great show. Um, If you want to hear from somebody who really, really like gets deep into the investigation of the paranormal, Uh, miranda young is awesome and you guys will love it because tomorrow night we're gonna have the cameras on guys we've already decided and then guys on thursday thursday we have a very huge special guest for you guys i hope you guys are going to be so excited for this guest you know him from i mean uh, for for thursday for thursday our guest is going to be sylvain from the chat room listener of the show friend of the show he's gonna come on he's gonna talk a little bit about his remote viewing process and then we're gonna do readings in the second half of the show so don't miss that on thursday and then friday guys i got something planned for you i think it's gonna be fun we are gonna be kicking off it's basically october on friday so that means it's halloween season guys and you guys know i love movies i'm a huge movie nerd other than fringe topics i watch movies. So my plan for Friday is we're going to do an open line, call in, talk about your favorite horror movies to help kick off the month of Halloween. If you have a horror movie memory, what movies pump you guys up for the Halloween season? Halloween, Halloween season. You know, I'm really excited. Um, I think it's going to be a great time. And then plus after that, right after we do that show, I figured we're going to be able to maybe yeah maybe every friday you know we'll do a segment in the open lines we're gonna watch you know we'll pick a movie or pick a couple movies to choose from watch them talk about them every week this month i already think i want to put the crow closer to to halloween guys so we'll see how it works i think it's going to be fun i think we'll be able to do a viewing on the discord as well um for people who can catch that so you know I didn't even say hi to the chat tonight. I am hopped up on coffee tonight, guys. I did tea for most of the week and now I'm back to coffee. So it's like, Wah! so I want to give a shout out to Serge. He might be on the airplane right now. I know Serge was getting ready to take off and go on a flight. So um, we will. So maybe he hear us. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> so also we got Laura. What's up, Laura? How are you? me is spooky. Hey, spooky. Thanks for joining us. Let's see. We got MJ. Hey, MJ. Let's see who else we've got. Sylvain who will be on the show this coming Thursday guys. So that's going to be a lot of fun. David Gosling. He says it's my nap time, but I'll be listening with one ear open. Well, you know what, David, maybe this, this episode will help send you into dream world. Cause we're going to be talking about dreams and multidimensional realities tonight. It's 1 a.m. for you over there, so it's kind of good morning, right? Hey, Matt C. We got Matt C. in the chat room. Troubled minds in the house. Spooky Morales says, favorite time of year? Spooky season. Yeah, I know. I'm ready for it, guys. We are transitioning straight into spooky stuff, paranormal stuff next month. It's going to be all Halloween-y stuff what's up zeg zeg school the mandalorian thank you for joining us hello to jen hawk and she says hello everyone it'll be a good one hope you're well jess i hope you're well grandmaster it's just grandmaster today no grandmaster uv <laughs>
0: i'm
3: gonna make sure i got everybody boom 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 yeah see so you guys we're pumped right let's get on this halloween stuff Oh, yeah exactly too much coffee right matt sees into it i'm freaking excited guys i'm freaking excited i love freaking haul, ho- i love horror movies i love halloween time i'm totally into it i'm into the ghost i'm into it all and uh also i'm gonna say what's up to joshua 420 welcome have a smoke hang out guys all right so tonight our guest our guest let me get to so you know <clears throat> uh so grandmaster says yes i used uv on xbox because somebody had that name all right that's okay so now it's just grandmaster i got it i got it even though i've been calling you grandmaster uv for i don't know maybe years now <laughs> but tonight you know I, I love talking to you guys and i love the the listeners on the show be, because The listeners really make the show what it is. We have a lot of listeners that are attracted to the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM Late Night, and all the other great Fringe FM shows because they've had these experiences, they have this knowledge, or sometimes they just have this wanting to know. And, you know, there's people who listen who are on all different parts of their journeys and different areas of their journeys, and we don't go through these journeys in the same way, and we don't hit these different spots milestones or parts at the same time so it's really great that we're able to talk to one another and really learn from one another and hear these experiences so tonight we have a guest who is a regular listener to the fringe fm late night he's a frequent caller to the trouble to troubled minds with michael strange he's a part of the troubled minds family he also listens to joe roop on lighting the void he listens to my show the jess Rogie show our guest tonight is Matt in Colorado. He is he has a bachelor's degree in computer science with a minor in mathematics. He also has an associate's degree in science and associate oh, I'm sorry, an associate's degree in science and an associate's degree in art. His studies had an emphasis on political science and the social sciences including philosophy, psychology, ethics, and sociology. He worked for one of the four, top 4 computer consulting firms as a senior consultant. For the better for a bit more than the past decade, Matt has lived in a cabin in the Rocky Mountains. There, he continued to enjoy nature, work on his own learning and inner growth and focus on writing books. His intent for writing is to hopefully pass along any valuable knowledge and pragmatic tools, and wisdom he has attained in order to be of help and service to others. Matt has spent the past seven years being a full-time writer. Uh, he's written the book. My, Esca- uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. He's written the book "Escape from the Matrix" and "Explore Reality," and that's kind of where we're going in tonight. And then he also has written a book on relationships and communications as well as two books on health so i already have matt here in the waiting room so let me turn up the volume so we can hear matt hold on a second ladies and gents let's see where matt is is he on this one or is he over here hi matt welcome to the show well
0: hi jess can you hear me okay
3: i can hear you just fine thank you so much for calling and hanging out while i got through the whole intro there
0: <laughs> well, that was an unnecessarily long bio, but uh yeah, uh it's just my pleasure to be on the show with you. You know, I heard your show months ago, and you and I chatted a bit, and I was just like, I, I dig her show. And I dig this gal. She's something Aww. like a like like-minded or kindred soul or something like that. And and I contacted you and said, Hey, I'd love to be on your show sometime. So here we are, a couple months later.
3: Yeah, no. And I'm so happy you reached out. We talked a little bit earlier and I was like, Matt, I can't wait. This sounds so great. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't hit my cough button there, but you know, I'm really excited because we talked. we have a lot to go over. We, we, we are kind of, we are kindred spirits. Like you said, when I was talking to you, I was like, no, Matt, this is exactly what I want to talk about. Like exactly. I want to talk about, you know, we know that there's so much more to the world that we can see. And this is exactly your experiences and what you've been working with for a long time.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think that's, you know, one of my uh, things that I've experienced throughout my lifetime is many different things. And we want to, you know, I want to talk about dreaming tonight, but many things that have kind of opened my mind to the different um, possibilities of what what reality entails. I mean, how big does reality get? And as opposed to sort of like this very narrow, limited view of reality of uh, you know I'm this person and I got this job and uh, and walk around planet Earth. Maybe there's other things too that are that are real um, that are true that are that exist, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have a cough button, um, uh-huh. that like you said, uh, we, we can't really see with our eyes or we can't really perceive or, or, uh, with scientific instruments, but that doesn't mean they're not real and exploring, uh, two different avenues, uh, uh, all the different levels and aspects of reality. And, and maybe it even goes into this whole, multi-dimensional uh, aspects of reality uh, is just really exciting stuff and i and I think that it, for myself um dreaming is one of those avenues or call it a a path almost like a spiritual path um, that I, I've explored you know pretty much my whole life uh, and and it's been very beneficial and helped me see. Uh, some uh, other aspects of reality, even see and experience other dimensions, and just really hope, helped uh, expand uh, my perceptual scope of what all reality might entail.
3: When did you start really working with dreams, and how did this like come about?
0: Well, you know, I uh, I I always was pretty had vivid dream recall. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much my entire life. I, I I remember as a child having some uh, recurring dreams. Uh, and, you know, uh, my teenage years, 13 to, to 16, 17, I just had a very active dream life um, and had some lucid dreams. And I had a couple of uh, spontaneous uh, out-of-body experiences. Ooh. Um I think those are kind of different than dreaming, um, and, uh, you know, I, a lot of times I'd have an experience, and instead of, through the years, I've learned it instead of telling people, oh, I had this wild dream last night, I'll say something like, I had this wild experience while I was in bed sleeping last night. Yes, <laughs> <Because> yes. <laughs> It's not like really a dream, like a regular dream. It's an experience that happened while I'm in bed at night. But, um, you know, interestingly, uh, because you asked, uh, I had my first out-of-body experience when I was between one year old and one and a half years old. What? Uh, Yeah. Really? I I loved my body as an infant. And... It wasn't even during dream time. I had, um, you know, just making the story real quick. Um, I I was asleep in my crib, so I was asleep. And then I got woken up by um, kind of loud noise, um, loud talking, laughter. Um, and it woke me up and I was like listening and heard this jovial conversation and laughter and and I was like, what's going on? What, what's so exciting? And, uh, and I just really wanted to know. I wanted to see. And after that like desire and wanting to know, I floated up out of my body. <clears throat> and I was in the third story of our house. And there was a window. And I floated over to the window. And then I just easily passed right through the window. And uh, then I went down to where uh, at ground level, uh, my parents and another couple were sitting around in these lawn chairs. And I was hovering maybe eight or 10 feet above above them. And I could see them sitting there with cocktails in their hand and smoking cigarettes. And I kind of listened to their conversation and watched them laugh. And I mean, as I'm describing it, it it could be like something that happened yesterday. I can remember it so vividly, and I was an infant at the time. So, um, wow. yeah. So, I I think I always had, you know, maybe some kind of aptitude or propensity uh, for out of body experiences and dreams and dream recall and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it sounds like and you then, started real early. <laughs> yeah. Right. And. After my teenage years having a couple of sort of just random intermittent out-of-body experiences, I got interested in it, and I, I ended up buying a couple of books on it and, and trying to do it intentionally and read their techniques of get the temperature right in your room and, and and you know, uh, better to lie naked and nothing on top of you and get real comfortable and set your intent and everything. So I, I worked on it actively. Um none of that ever worked. <laughs> uh it, it uh that didn't work. And and throughout my life and when I talk to people about out of body experiences, I, I often get asked the question, you know, can you do it on purpose? Can you do it consciously? Can you just like leave your body? And my answer is pretty much no. Um they Ooh. seem to just spontaneously happen. They happen when they happen. Um there's sometimes I kind of pray or focus on it before I go to sleep and kind of request help in it happening. Um, I think the times I do that, like I'm a little more likely, but it's certainly not like it happens regularly when I do that. So it's just kind of a random uh, thing.
3: Well, interesting. Um <clears throat> So where should, I mean, we've got a few minutes before the, for the break, so we can kind of set down what we're going to talk about tonight.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd like to talk about, um, you know, dreaming and, and, uh, like I said, how dreaming can help us explore different things, astral projection, out of body experiences, even perhaps, uh, Ways that dreaming can we can really sort of journey um, to other dimensions that are non-physical dimensions and and maybe real places that aren't really dreams. And I'd like to you know cover uh, sort of the the basic types or categories of uh, experiences we happen in in bed at night when we're sleeping and. Uh, You know, and then I do have, you know, a number of, you know, after 40 years of having some wild dreams and trips and out of body experiences, I I have a couple uh, of those I could share that might give people uh, a bit of a a glimpse or uh, uh, ideas of how this could tie into uh, the multidimensional reality or maybe even remind them of experiences they themselves have had and, and maybe serve as like, uh, Hey, this is a confirmation confirmation. Wow. I experienced something like that. And, uh, you know, uh, help out in that regard too.
3: Yeah. So let's, do you want to start with the categories? We have four minutes before the break. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I'll, uh, I'll get to the easy ones, I guess. Um, you know, number one is probably the simplest uh, definition of dreaming. Like if you Google it and and uh, the normal sort of explanation, if you ask a neuroscientist of what dreams are, they'll basically say that what dreams are is, is the brain is processing down the information uh, that you experience experienced during the day, and it's basically filing it away to you know, uh, long-term memory storage. It's its cataloging it. And um, I, I find that I, I definitely had dreams like that. And, and you'll have dreams. People have dreams where it's kind of like stuff you experienced or saw during your day. Um, but I think that definition is, is wholly inadequate to explain the other types of uh, dreams, like, say, for example, lucid dreams or other types of experiences we have. It, it explains some, but not all of the experiences. And I'm, I'm really not, so uh, I'll just mention that as a category, but I find it very uninteresting to yes. talk about. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, the next level up from that is a, what I call a symbolic dream. Um, so these are dreams that you have that they're not just processing information, but maybe there's a message in the dream. Maybe yes. there's a guidance in the dream. Maybe your your uh, some sort of issue in your life is being brought up. Um, that kind of gets into like Carl Jung and, and Jungian dream analysis and interpretation and looking at the symbology. Yes. Um. So that's like a, a second category. So these are like, I'm kind of starting at the basics and going to work my way up. But how are we doing on time?
3: We have two minutes till break. Why don't we just take the break and then we'll come back. How's that sound?
0: Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, cause I'm gonna kind of shift to a different level. So go ahead and take the break.
3: Awesome. So stay tuned everybody. Matt, I'm gonna put you on mute during the commercial break. I'll bring you back right when we come back. Stay tuned everybody. We are gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna be b- back in just a few with more with Matt from Col- Matt in Colorado. We're gonna be getting deeper into dreams.
1: or the mysteries of the universe the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential. Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on the Fringe FM. Yahoy there, it's Gigi from Shift Happens, and you're listening to the one and only Fringe FM. Well, at least I'd imagine so. I'm not sure how else, uh, you know, you'd be hearing this. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard. And they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM.
4: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
3: Hey there, this is Jess, host of The Jess Rogie Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, Fringe FM.
7: If you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster or you suddenly can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinical described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214- 995-3754. Again, that's 214- 995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Thousands of people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com for just a few dollars a month you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at IamDarkWaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dogman Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dogman Murder in Hurricane Ida, Even a story of someone trying to kill a Dogman. Louisiana water demon stories sign up today and become a member at iamdarkwaters.com That's I am
3: We have matt in colorado joining us and we are talking about dreams Hey matt, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, can you hear me now?
3: Yes, yes So before we hop back into it, I did get a couple questions from the chat. Would you like to answer those?
0: Sure, I'll give it a shot
3: Right, here we go. So Zeg School, the Mandalorian says, <clears throat> does he know how the brain, act, the brain chemically changes when we dream? Like, do you think those alchemical changes assist with astral projection experiences, etc.?
0: You know, that's a uh, that's an excellent question, and I. I'll give uh, three quick things. I mean, one, I'm pretty familiar with the different brainwave frequencies. Yes. um, Like starting with the highest cycle rate of gamma and then down into uh, our waking consciousness, high beta, beta. uh, And then uh, we can uh, get down into below that theta brainwave and then, uh, or I mean alpha and then theta and uh, which is really where we're dreaming is the theta brainwave frequency. Um, Below that is delta, that's when you're totally asleep, you're not dreaming at all. Um, And so there is definitely brainwave frequencies uh, that we're in, and that's gonna have, you know, neurochemical reactions uh, corresponding to those in our brain. Uh, as we transition through those states, and I've I've used a, a light sound machine that can actually help alter those, and you can go into meditation or make you really alert before a college exam. Um, I, I think there's also probably a a, a a neurochemical component. It may even have to do with uh, what they call endo DMT. Endo meaning within within the body and DMT uh, being the abbrevi- abbreviation for dimethyltryptamine, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the active component of uh, ayahuasca, and um, it can be smoked. And it's it the root molecule that's very similar to um, uh, quite a few hallucinogens, but also our neurotransmitters uh, like serotonin and melatonin. Uh, that that core component uh, of that molecule is, is nearly identical. Um, it could be, it is a, a theory of mine and some other people, that when we have things like astral travel, it, it could be just regular dreaming, but also astral travel, out-of-body experiences, that um, from probably our pineal gland, we're releasing little bits of that endo DMT and it's almost like it's given us a little drug trip uh, that sort of emulates uh the dreaming, uh the out-of-body experiences. And um the other thing, uh I was gonna bring this up anyways, but I might as well uh share it right now. I did actually have one time uh, a dream time experience where I, I was in this dream and for over the years I've developed this ability to sort of remain conscious as I go into dreaming, like when I'm falling asleep, I don't know if you or other listeners have ever had this happen. But right as you're falling asleep, you're in that in between state, okay, which is that brainwave frequency, you're transitioning down, where you can sometimes start to see a dream forming and some dream images. Yeah, usually what happens is you go right into dreaming and you forget that. But every once in a while, you'll remember or you don't go into dreaming and you kind of wake back up. You roll over, you get that that body twitch and you're like, wow, I I just was starting to see a dream, you know, but I'm still kind of awake. Uh, And uh, so then also when you wake up in the morning and you you also have that transitional time from up from theta uh, up into alpha, where you kind of cross between worlds, right? Or, or different realms, the dream realm and the waking realm. And uh, that's usually the time we remember the dreams. Uh, but uh, during that uh, transitional time, I had an experience once where I was in this dream, <coughs> excuse me, and I was transitioning out of it, but I did it very sort of slowly. And I remained conscious. Um, so and I'm going to get into lucid dreaming, but that, that's, that's where you're dreaming and you're awake, you're aware, you're conscious of the fact you're dreaming. So I knew I was dreaming. I was transitioning out of the dreaming. And as I transitioned out, it would be like you were, um, you know, a satellite view of the planet Earth and you were receding away from it and kind of going from where you could just see a state to see in the United States to see in the whole planet. That's kind of what it looked like. I was receding away. Well, when it got back to the point where I could see like what would be the whole globe of the planet Earth, um, what I saw was this like uh, sort of sphere of fuzzy fuzzy energy uh, kind of sparkling and moving around. Oh. And as I continued to go back, um, I, I somehow knew and, and could kind of see the rest of my brain. Um, and it that led me to really a breakthrough of, to sort of realize that I, what I actually did was saw a, a small region in my brain where the dream was taking place. Um, oh, okay. And that, and so that that ball that would have been the planet Earth and how it was sort of bubbling and swimming around with energy, I think that was a location of my brain that had a whole bunch of neurochemicals being incredibly active, whereas the rest of my dream was probably you know pretty much sleeping and inactive. So I, I hope that kind of answers the the question for the listener there. I, I think there's multiple levels of how the brain is, is chemically and brainwave frequency um, having interactions with, with dream time.
3: No, that makes a lot of sense. No, thank you so much for your answer. I have one more quick question and then we got to get back into it. Sylvain has a question. He says, what emotions do you, do you feel during the out of body experiences?
0: Um, I, I would say the whole range of emotions. Um I I had, you know, uh because I've had somewhere um this is fast forwarding, but I've I've had somewhere I encountered some beings that some people might be familiar, they they call them gatekeepers. Yes. Uh they're they're these beings that sort of sort of serve as a gatekeeper between the dimensions, sort of like thou shalt not pass, right? You you're not getting out of where you're at and coming into my dimension until you deal with me or pass my test or whatever and these gatekeepers can uh can try and they kind of do it on purpose stimulate uh fear or see if they can stimulate fear and so and with my interactions uh, with them especially in the beginning uh you know definitely uh, dealt with fear if not outright terror uh, but the whole range of human emotions I will say I, I had one dream where I encountered this, this uh, for lack of a better word, being, because it shapeshifted from one thing to another. It definitely wasn't human. Uh, that gave me this emotion of beyond joy to a level of bliss that was beyond anything I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and so that was almost beyond a, a human level of emotion. But uh, yeah, I've, I've had the whole range of emotions.
3: Oh, no, thank you for sharing that. Zeg the Mandalorian says, uh, when you were talking about uh, uh what you saw on the planet and everything, he says, I've seen that before too. Wow,
0: cool, yeah, yeah, very
3: cool. And then, I let's see, um, and then Sylvain says, I he said, have you used hemisync tapes before?
0: Um. No, but similar. similar uh, you okay. know, so I had my own light sound machine I've done, which is binaural beats, and I've yes. used uh, isochronic beats and things like that. Yeah. And I'm, I love to nap. I love to take naps. I find right. that I... I love I, naps, too. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just because we love naps, but I, I kind of do some of my best dreaming, and I remember dreams better during napping oh. than overnight sleep, right? 100.
3: Hundred percent, Matt. I agree with that. When I lay down for my afternoon nap, it is my brain is so act. I see so much of my dreams. I see all kinds of stuff. It's like all the imagery is just so much in my afternoon naps.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like you can have an afternoon nap and remember three dreams, and yes. then at night you remember one or none, or and it varies from person to person and and uh, night to night and week to week. But uh, yeah.
3: So we did symbolic dreamings. We've done, we've talked about lucid dreamings. Are there other types of dreams um, that we haven't talked about?
0: Yeah, well, and, and lucid dreaming, um, just to, to refresh on that for, for people who don't know, that's a, it's like a regular dream, but then at some point in the dream, you wake up and you go, wow, I'm dreaming. This is a dream. Um, and a quick story on that one time. Well, it's, Actually, twice because it just happened recently again, a couple weeks ago. I've had lucid dreams where I uh, a bunch of times told people, "Hey, I'm dreaming. You know, this is just a dream, whatever." <laughs> but I've had two two times happen now where I told that to somebody, and they said, "Me too." Shut I'm up! I'm dreaming too. <laughs> no, no, I, I had them say, "Me too. I'm dreaming." And this one time, uh, it was like we were in a bar and for some reason, or a pub, for some reason I kind of knew it was in Europe. Uh, and uh, I said that to this lady, and she's like, no, I'm dreaming too. I was like, no, you're in my dream. You're just part of my dream. She's like, no, you're in my dream. You know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I said, let's exchange phone numbers and call each other in the morning and see if we had a shared dream. Uh, and uh so she gave me her phone number. It was like in the dream, I wrote it down on the napkin, and I kept reading it and trying to remember it and I recalled like all but one digit and in the morning, I literally in the morning, I literally spent forty five minutes dialing every combination of digits I could think of to try and call this person didn't work, but uh, oh. well, I actually had one of those like three weeks ago, um, wow. which is almost a Another type of dreaming, which is uh, a shared dream, I I suppose that could be a lucid dream, uh, it could be an out-of-body experience, but um, uh, that's where two people have the exact same dream and have some way to confirm that. That's only happened to me once in my life.
4: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals, too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
5: Progressive presents Adjusting to the
0: Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm
6: going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and
0: I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy.
5: Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third party insurers. Um,
0: But boy, it was bizarre. So um, I was with a girlfriend and, you know, we were sleeping in the same bed over at my house and I, it was a very intense dream and I shot right up out of bed, sitting up and breathing heavy and I was just like, and she did kind of too immediately. And I was like, wow, I just had the most intense dream. And she was like, oh my God, so did I. And I said, it was you and I, and we were standing there and she interrupted me and said back to back. And I said, yes, back to back. And then I said, yeah. And then there was this blackness around us. And then, and then, uh, there was this, uh, light that came and she was like yeah right and this light came and it was like blasting at us and I was like and so we alternated like sentence for sentence describing the dream to where I knew that she had the same dream because she was describing things I hadn't said yet and she knew that I had the same dream because I was picking up where she left off and saying the next part and wow that's uh that's a pretty uh hard to explain thing um it, re-
3: yeah it really makes you start to wonder what the dream world or these dream realms that we access really are because there's so many different experiences that occur
0: right because that's like um, for it to be a shared experience, and this this would have been actually, it wasn't really a dream, it was an experience on a different dimension, yes. um, so more like an out-of-body experience. Um, and that if it was just, quote, a normal dream, like the scientists say, oh, you're processing the day's information down to long-term storage, um, explain to me how both of us could have the exact same experience in two different brains, <laughs> right. Yeah. Having different days and different experiences. I think mean, that, that all of a sudden just makes no sense and, and falls flat on its face. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. And then, <clears throat> you know, from lucid dreams, we can go up to, you know, people talk about astral travel yes. um, and and, you know, and I'll just say these are kind of general categories and there can be crossovers between them. Um, Like, for example, I've had dreams where I became lucid and then it transitioned transitioned from, let's say, a normal lucid dream where it's still like a dream uh, to where it became more like an astral travel. Um, And, you know, uh, astral travel is kind of meaning two things. One, you're journeying on in the astral realm or the astral plane. Um, Metaphysically speaking, that's the fourth dimension. Um, And you're traveling in your, quote, astral body. So this is an energetic body that you're traveling on uh, in um, on the astral planes or to that Fourth dimension. And that's where people talk about a silver cord that attaches the astral body to the physical body. And people sometimes pop out of their body and turn around and see their body in bed. Um, and i definitely had that experience. Um, and it's, it, it, you, believe me, when you turn around and see your own body laying in bed, um, 90% of the time, 95%, or, or for a number of years, it is going to shock you and scare you so bad, you wake up instantly. It's It, it, it can be really hard to, to see, get
3: comfortable with it. Yeah, I always hear that, right, Matt? Because everybody who tells, most people who say, I've, I've seen my body, they say, it's really, really weird. Like, it's really yeah, unsettling.
0: It yeah, I, I I had it happen so many times that, like I said, they, it, it kind of freaks you out or scares you it snaps you back into your body so quickly uh, that the experiences tend to be really short. And I, so I, I coined this term astral glimpses, like it's you're looking out, uh, you know, you're looking in your room for a second and then whatever happens, you get freaked out or you see your body and, and you're back in. I've had some that have been m- more prolonged. But it can take a lot of years of practice to just get comfortable with it, right? Yeah, it
3: just sounds so weird. I'm trying to like visualize in my, you know, mind's eye how it would feel to be standing there looking at myself. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, let's just say unnerving, unnerving, and
3: I'd probably be like, "Oh God, I didn't know I look like that."
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of like when you know you 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 have a obnoxious roommate who hides behind the door and jumps out and scares you. It's just like, it gives you a start and yeah, it just little... snaps you back into your body. Right. It just um, it
3: sounds weird.
0: And, and you could, I think um, the next uh, category, and like I said, these can overlap. These are just human words. They're analytic frameworks that we use to try and think about these and make sense of these experiences. Would be you know OBEs or out of body experiences. You could call astral projection an out of body experience. It's certainly one uh, type that fits into that category. But out of body experiences could also be traveling um, in. Instead of your astral body, you could be traveling in. Let's say your etheric body. And metaphysically speaking, and in spiritual circles, we uh, people will talk about the etheric body as being one dimension up from the astral body. So instead of fourth dimensional, it's fifth dimensional, which is known as the etheric plane or the etheric dimension. So you're kind of in a different energy body, um, and you're traveling to a different plane or dimension um, when you're doing an etheric uh, out-of-body experience. And then there's other dimensions above that. The sixth is like uh, often referred to as the the spiritual. The seventh is the soulic um, uh, dimension and realm. And it kind of seems like you've got a different energy body, uh, if I could call it that, or level of your being, that's appropriate for each dimension that you're journeying into. Oh, and what happens that is, makes a lot of is sense. That, Yeah, so you have like your consciousness. Now, when you go to bed at night, your consciousness, you know, that's in your head. It's it's in your human body. But as you drift off and, and go into dreaming, if you're just having a regular dream, that consciousness is kind of staying in your brain, and it's in the dream world internally. But then if you have an astral travel, what happens is your astral body comes out of your physical body and your consciousness goes with it. It's going into your astral body and then you can travel on the astral realm. Now, if you want to, if you then have an out of body experience on the etheric realm, what happens is your consciousness, it, same consciousness, is going into your etheric body, which is suitable for travel and is at the same vibrational frequency. As the etheric plane or the etheric dimension. So you're roaming around there. So it's like it's your same consciousness, it's in a different frequency of energy body that's appropriate to and capable of traveling in that dimensional realm. Okay. So, uh, and you know, that's like similar to a near death experience, could be like your consciousness leaves your body. And you're going to, you know, the afterlife or, or something like that. So uh, that's really kind of comes to the point of talking about this um, reality is, is perhaps composed of multiple dimensions. And then what we are is or have at our disposal is our consciousness. And our consciousness is perhaps even what we really are. And that consciousness is able to explore, travel, and journey in these different um, multidimensional aspects of reality. And I I think these, if people can imagine like an onion, and we all know there's these layers of the onion. Okay, so what I'm saying is that the, the onion is reality. Um, and maybe on the outer part, maybe that's our, you know, human body, or people call it the meat suit, and there's a a layer of thickness to that, but there's a level deeper um, than that, and in between is this, like, membrane, and maybe that membrane is like I was talking those brainwave frequencies in between waking consciousness or going into dreaming, so maybe dreaming is that second layer of the onion. And then if you go down through the next that there's that little border area between and you go to the next layer of the onion, that's astral and then etheric and then soul. And so the whole onion would be all of reality and our consciousness would be like a toothpick that could go in and out or different depths and and traverse that onion. Uh,
3: Makes sense. I mean, it makes sense with the way you make the visualization using the onion.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, my, uh, one of the things I just was the title of the show and something we talked about was that it seems to me that dreaming and lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences are one of the um, opportunities or avenues that we have at our disposal Um, to explore uh, these other dimensions of reality, these realms of reality, these layers of the onion, where our consciousness, (coughs) excuse me, is sort of temporarily freed from our our brain and our skull. And we get to go elsewhere. And when we have those um, experiences there, it can help Expand what I talk about in in my Escape the Matrix book. It expands our perceptual scope of reality. Um, so, um, you know, uh, and then I I made up this this uh, use the word the term periscope. Um, so, like on a submarine, you remember in a submarine's got a little periscope that comes yeah, up and it pops it, up. <laughs> three inches around, and it, so it can't see that much of the ocean, and they have to turn it around to be able to look for ships and stuff like that. So it, if in this example, the whole ocean, 360 degrees, would be all of reality. But this periscope can only see this tiny little portion of it. Well, what I'm saying is that we have, each of us individually, our own periscope. It's of a certain size, how wide of it, how wide is it? How much of reality can we perceive, see? How big's our scope? And that uh, if we have different experiences, we think about different things as perhaps being real and true and possible, what we're doing is we're expanding that scope. Our periscope is getting larger and larger. And instead of only taking in five percent radius, maybe 10% or 20% or 30%. And so I think that uh dreaming and and things like uh, uh meditation or or hallucinogens or, or fasting, um you know, uh, dancing ceremonies, drumming, all these ways we can have altered states of consciousness we can have experiences firsthand experiences that allow us to enlarge our periscope our perceptual scope of reality to see a bigger uh more encompassing view uh that's not just like what we were taught in school in textbooks right <laughs>
3: yeah no exactly no and i think that's per- this is a perfect place to take a quick break we have to take our top of the hour break I, I love it, Matt. I love where this is going. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about dreams, expanding the, our perceptions of reality and more. Hello there, guys. My mic went out there for a second. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back with more with Matt from Colorado after the break. This is The Jess Rogie Show on KTLK digital broadcasting the fringe fm get that commercial for you guys
4: this week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals, too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
6: <clears throat> choose wisely choose Wendy's two for six for a limited time price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price
1: My name is Alex Exum and you're listening to The
7: Fringe FM. Thousands of people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at IamDarkWaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man With No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dog man, Louisiana water demon stories. Sign up today and become a member at iamdarkwaters.com. That's iamdarkwaters.com. Yo, way there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to
1: stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. You're
2: welcome.
1: Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard, and they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com.
3: Hey there, this is Jess, host of The Jess Rogie Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, Fringe FM.
2: Hey, hey,
7: this is Anthony Tyler, host of Black Hoodie Alchemy here on the Fringe FM every Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience? Even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe. Maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clear. Clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just six one hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214 995 3754. Again, that's 214 995 3754. For, for a discreet consultation. Boy, that escalated quickly.
0: All right,
3: we are back live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting the Fringe FM. And to YouTube tonight, this is the Jess Rogey Show. tonight. Tonight we got Matt in Colorado joining us. We're talking about dreaming into multi-dimensional realities. So Night Stalker is joining us in the chat. What up, Night Stalker? Also, Preperceptions, JP has joined us as well. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Let's turn the volume down and get Matt back on. Everybody's enjoying this. Get your volume up, Matt. I can hear you, Matt, do you know we have a couple questions in the chat?
0: I wondered. I was curious. I was just thinking.
3: Yep, we definitely do. So Zeg, Zeg Scroll, the Mandalorian, he says, Do you think lucid dream experiences are akin to deja vu experiences?
0: Hmm. Um. I, 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 that's a great question. I, I think it might even be a, an interesting question to ask it in the reverse. Like, Ooh. do you think deja vu is akin to or related to lucid dreaming or the dreaming? Um, and I, I tell you, uh, I have. Uh, a propensity to have uh precognitive dreams. Nice. I darn I gotta add that to my list pre precognition dreams. That that's gotta be a category, right? Yeah, it's really um, a category. I, yeah, I forgot about that one. And uh so um I, I have literally had at least a hundred precognition dreams in my life. Um the majority of them they ha- they come true the next day. I, I don't know why that is. I've had a couple that it's three days later or two days later, maybe a handful that were a week later, but I don't usually have like a precog dream that it's a month later. Okay, um, so it's usually um, within a few days. Yeah, well, 95% of the time it happens the very next day. Um, I I've, I've had some that uh, two of them that were precognitions of a personal accident. I was in, um, so I am got injured in one, um, not injured in the other, luckily. Uh, and so I kind of learned uh, through having it shown me so many times, just proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have precognition dreams, and then having some accidents happen. If I ever have a dream that's it all related to uh an accident um usually in a vehicle or whatever any type of accident um I really pay attention the next day and I I literally (laughs) yeah I literally refuse to drive um or get in a vehicle I'm like today's a stay-at-home day Um, I just I made myself a promise if if I have an accident dream I don't travel that day I just it's These dreams I'm getting, you know, for a reason. But uh, the reason I bring up uh, precognition is to address that question is that um, I think we, uh, at least from my experience, I I, I would say I know that uh, we dream things that then happen in the future. Well, if that's true, when you're having a deja vu, perhaps the reason it seems so familiar is because you dreamt it. Um, but you just didn't remember the dream. Um, and so the that information, that experience, is already stored in your head because you dreamed it. Um, but since you don't recall the dream, you're not able to put two and two together that maybe it was actually a precognition dream. Um, that's just a possibility, uh, you know. I'm not saying that explains um, all of it, um, <clears throat> but I, there is a similar sort of feeling of deja vu, where it's that odd feeling yes. and lucid dreaming, and and lucid dreaming where you kind of wake up and realize you're dreaming. Although once you've experienced lucid dreaming a lot of times it's not really that odd. It's, it's, um, it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm dreaming. And, uh, then when you lucid a dream, you can do all kinds of cool stuff because you know, you're dreaming. You're like, Oh, I'm dreaming. Uh, I can't get injured. Uh, I can fly. I can jump off a cliff. I can do whatever I want. There's no consequences. You know, this guy, that's being a jerk. Like can just punch him in the face. I'm not going to get arrested <laughs> for assault. you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, a lot of people um, will take advantage of lucid dreaming to change the dream. You can even make the entire dream disappear, create a new one, be like, oh, I'm dreaming. I want to be on the beach in Hawaii. And, and, and the dream will shift to that. Um, <clears throat> one of the teachings on um, books I was familiar with actually recommended against that and said, just let the dream continue. Don't alter it. Don't change it. But just use the fact that you're lucid uh, to be able to pay attention to it and to be able to remember it and and to sort of process it in in real time uh, in a you know constructive way. because not now it's not just a dream happening to me. You know, I'm a conscious, active uh, participant. And you get a you know make some decisions and choices how you respond, just like it is in waking life, because you're you're awake and you're conscious. Um I did one time have a lucid dream. I was gonna bring this story up anyways. I did one time have a lucid dream um where I decided to <clears throat> leave my bedroom float up through the ceiling, which was kind of hard to get through. I, I thought it'd be really easy on dreaming. I, what's that?
3: did you kind of get stuck as you were trying to move through the ceiling,
0: yeah, yeah, and i I thought it would be real easy. I'm like, oh, I could walk through walls, I'm dreaming, no problem, but i I kind of bumped up against it, and I got about halfway through and it was it was kind of thicker and gave a little more resistance than i I thought it would, <laughs> but I eventually got through the ceiling, and then I could see the sky, and it was nighttime. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go flying off and flying around. And I started flying up. And I I was like, well, what should I do? I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I'm dreaming. And I I saw the moon and I was like, oh, I'd like to go see the moon. And so I started flying towards the moon. Well, it turns out even in dream time, the moon is a very, very long distance far, far away. So I'm flying. (laughs) And I'm trying to fly to the moon. And it's like, I'm not really perceptually getting any closer. So I have to like put on the go juice and uh, try and will myself to fly faster and faster, um, which I'm able to do. And I start making progress. And I don't know, I got maybe a third of the way to the moon or something like that. I'm flying through black space to the moon. And then all of a sudden, something kind of comes up in front of me slightly to my left. That caught my attention, and it was just like this blob of colored light. And so I just kind of stopped, but it also kind of came in front of me. It was a little bit in my path, not immediately. I, I wouldn't have hit it, but it, I would have gone right by it. And uh, so I just sort of, it caught my interest. I, I just sort of stopped. I don't know how or why, but I, I stopped.
1: Yeah.
0: and. I saw this thing, which I'm going to say it was a being, I know it was a being now, but at the time I would just say it was hmm, 12, 15 feet tall, sort of made out of this combination of blue and purple and red light, um, roughly oval shaped, you know, taller than wide but but not uh, symmetrical it was just more like this uh <clears throat> amorphous blob of energy and when i stopped it telepathically communicated with me um of course it didn't have lips you know <laughs> and uh, it, it didn't have a head or face or lips and it said what are you doing here and i responded telepathically and i said um I'm going to the moon. And this being said, oh, well, uh, that's not very exciting. Um, if you want, I could show you something much more interesting than that. And did you, did you feel like, like
3: you wanted to trust him right, or that being right away?
0: Um, yeah, I, I didn't. No alarm bells were going okay. off or anything. and um, And then... The way he said it and and sort of the energy about this being, um, it just felt like a generous offer, and it was an offer. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take you here, or you have to come with me, or anything like that. It was just like, I can show you something more more interesting if you want, you know, (laughs) don't have to.
5: With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget, because giving you options is the right thing to do.
4: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
0: And so it was just a very friendly, open-ended offer, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." And uh, it it moved towards me. I don't think any other telepathy was exchanged. Um, it might have been sort of a a feeling, or maybe a thought of "Come with me," and uh, but it moved closer to me. And at that point, almost like an arm came out to me. It wasn't like a human arm, but let's say a a protuberance of its energy from this blob came out. I seemed to have like a human form, kind of like my dream body, I would call it. Um and so I kind of reached out and and joined its arm, grabbed a hold. It was kind of like, ah, oh, come with me. I, I knew what it wanted, right? It's like I'm gonna escort you, I'm gonna take you you got to grab my arm so we can get there, and uh, <clears throat> then we shot off from facing the moon. This would be to my left, um, and uh, as soon as it grabbed me, we just started accelerating and flying so fast uh, it, it was almost verbatim on the uh, the Star Trek when they hit light speed and like the ship blurs and then boom like that, we just shot off at light speed. And everything, yeah, I kind of even remember the Star Trek effect of the the stars just kind of blurring real quick. And then everything kind of went black. And I remember the sensation of going incredibly fast, like faster than I'd ever gone in my life. And uh, I didn't really see anything, it was just dark. And the journey, lasted less than a second it was like a half a second and then all of a sudden there was a sensation of decelerating very quickly from this high velocity down to barely moving at all and as that happened then I could see this planet uh in front of me and it would be about the size of seeing the earth from the moon maybe a little closer um And then we, you know, kind of on impulse speed, right, went down closer to this planet. And then we got down to where we were uh, going inside the atmosphere and then flying maybe, um, I'd say five or 10,000 feet, well, 5,000 feet above the surface. And I'm still arm in arm with this beam. And took me on a tour of this planet and um i saw these uh for lack of a better word cities these these bunch of buildings um they were very bizarre um it was almost like they were made out of this translucent glass or or plastic that was sort of self illuminating um, they were all seemed to be uh, these different geometric shapes these pastel colors The colors were really weird, not like colors I'd ever seen, but, you know, like these pastel greens and oranges and reds and purples and, and, you know, um, they had different shapes like, uh, you know, tall rectangulars like our skyscrapers, but some had domes on the top and some were more like five-sided and we flew around the city. And. And during this whole tour of the planet, this being never spoke to me again. Never. Well, no, only said one thing. So we're flying over the city. I kept noticing this one building that kept repeating. um, That you know, all the other ones seemed to be different, but I kept seeing this one type that I kept recognizing. And we actually then went over part of the terrain of the planet, and then open terrain, and then came to like another city, and that's where I noticed this same recurring type of building. And I asked the building, the being, I was like, what's that building? What are those? And the answer was,
3: <laughs> what
0: <did they> say? <laughs> the answer was, well, the best you could think about it on your planet, you would kind of think about them as McDonald's. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I'm not kidding you so so basically it was their equivalent of a chain restaurant it's oh, whatever oh. they roll, it's where they got it's where they got their sustenance and it was like a, a chain restaurant that's why they all look identical right he's like <laughs> well the best I can tell you it's, like, it's our version of McDonald's you know uh, but uh, you know I the one where I thought about that experience many times. One point is that was a transition between lucid dreaming, going into an out of body journey. Um, And again, I, I wouldn't call it the astral realm. I, I don't know if it was a different third dimensional solid planet. You know, the buildings didn't really look very solid. It seemed they were pseudo solid, you know, like I said, it's like I could see into them and through them, um, really something like, unlike anything I've ever seen or imagined. Um, and, uh, so I, I don't know, you know, if that's a, a planet and, you know, in a, in a different, uh, galaxy or somewhere on the other side of our galaxy, or if it was a different dimension, I don't know. Uh, it was wild. Um, it sounds wild. And, yeah. So, um, and I, I've had some other ones, I, like, you know, they. we'd be here for 10 hours if I told you, you know, them all in detail, but I've <laughs> had other ones where I've met, all, all I can say are beings um, that are not humans. Um, they're from different dimensions. I've seen ones that were similar, that they were just kind of blobs or forms of energies um like i mentioned i i saw this one that you know at first was a lion and then it stood on a hind leg and then it shape-shifted into this most beautiful woman i've ever seen like totally human looking in appearance but uh actually different more like <laughs> you would think of as like a goddess
3: okay um
0: and that's that's the one where I said I experienced the emotion that was beyond joy to a level of bliss. And when she walked up to me um, and got a couple of feet away and looked at me and smiled, that's when I felt this bliss. And it started like vibrating my body, almost like when you touch your tongue to, you know, those uh, nine volt batteries and it yeah, kind what? of zaps you. It was like doing that on my whole body just started vibrating and tingling. And as I just continued to look at her and be in close proximity, her, it just increased and increased. And it got so intense. My whole body was, and this is still in the dream, vibrating so intensely, I just kind of couldn't handle it. It overwhelmed me and I woke up. But here's the weird part, Jess, when I woke yeah. up, my body was still tingling and vibrating just intensely. I mean, I was almost trembling in my bed. And it was intense for maybe three to five minutes and then just very slowly tapered off. But I felt that energy for 15 minutes fully. Um, and, And so this was like somehow this crossover between the worlds and the realms and this other being that actually ended up affecting my physical body in this world. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: See, cause that's interesting because when it affects your body in the physical world and then you're bringing in that energy, what it sounds like from the dream time, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Or, or another dimension or dimension. And yeah. yeah. Dream time to- yeah, dream time's a good word. I, I like that word. I, okay. I went to a festival one time called the Dreamtime Festival. But we didn't get to it, but it was on my list. That's a, one of my categories of dreaming is called healing dreams. Oh. And I think there are dreams and dream time experiences that they're not symbolic dreams. They're not lucid dreams. They're not necessarily journeys. But somehow in that dream time state... Or level of reality, things happen that are just for the purpose of healing. They're not to teach you anything or symbolic. It's not a journey. It's for healing, and those could be mental healing. Um, those could even be, uh, you know, emotional healing. Um, or I think in this case, uh, you know, the the one I was just talking about with the lioness goddess uh, was. Um, uh, A physical healing but I think it was healing me on all levels of my being it was affecting my mind my brain my mental my emotional my heart my physical body I just was infused with this high vibrational energy from this all I can say is goddess type being uh, from another dimension Uh, and wow I just whoa
3: have you looked into lion goddesses At all ever after this,
0: because
3: there's um,
0: no, no, Uh, no,
3: because I will tell you this quick experience, I'll tell you as quick as I can before the break because I it 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 reminded me of something as you were talking about this. Because you said healing, right? And you had a healing dream, and uh, yeah, the lion goddess, I'm at least in Egyptian uh, mythology, is called Sekhmet. And she is the goddess of healing.
0: Oh, okay.
3: You know why I know that, Matt? Because I was having a meditation one day. It was a psychedelic meditation when I wasn't feeling well, right? And this beautiful, beautiful lion-headed woman... (laughs) shows up and it's the most beautiful, the most colorful thing I've seen in my meditation. And she tells me she's Sekhmet and she's like there to share her energy with me. And after the whole meditation experience, right? I didn't call on her. it was just like, I was meditating to feel better and relax, but she came and when I woke up out of my meditation, I started to feel better. So that's your story very much reminded me of my story.
0: Well, I'm glad you shared it. I, I'm sitting here. When you did, uh I started getting chills and I'm I'm actually still getting chills. I, I'm 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 tingling almost, you know, uh what is like it the tailor end after I uh woke up from that and it just after you the the second time you said when you said she told you I'm second that yeah. I just got this energy. Ooh. I got these I, chills. Chill. I got that chicken skin. I got to chill off I, that I, one.
3: I, and I have a blanket on.
0: <laughs> and Yeah. And it just went through my head. It was like a thought dropped in. Yes, Matt, that was me. That it, it was second in my dream. And <laughs> it reminded me, I had a loop that's so cool. You and I were talking about how much we have in common. But yes. I it reminded me just super quick. I know we got a break. It's related on the Egyptian front. I had a lucid dream one time. I'm walking up uh, to my house. There's somebody sitting there, like Indian-style, on the ground, 10 feet in front of my house. And I'm lucid, right? And I walked up, and I'm all, you know, a little bit an ego. And I was like, who are you, and what are you doing in my dream? You know? (laughs) I mean, I wasn't wasn't agitated. I was just, you know, a little bit... uh, uh, self-assured because you know I know it's just a dream. I'm like, who are you? What are you doing in my dream? And he looked up at me and said, I am Thoth. <gasps> I'm here to be. And he said, I am Thoth. I'm here to be your teacher.
3: Shh. He came to
0: see and, you. And Thoth is the Egyptian god of the gods, right? It's like the so. Ghost that, wow. And, uh, yeah, and I've got some, some past life stuff with Egypt. So, uh, ooh, to, ooh. to have some, some dreams with second, met and Thoth, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm getting more chills, but, Me uh, too. Oh
3: yeah. my goodness. Okay. We'll talk more after the break. So stay tuned everybody. Keep those <clears> chills going. We're going to talk more with Matt in Colorado about these experiences. We're talking about basically dreams and getting connected <laughs> right now. We're talking about getting connected with the Egyptian. so stay tuned ladies and gents this is the last break we'll be back in just a few moments
6: Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs. It's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it. And my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to borrow a pole saw. A year ago, I didn't even know pole saws existed. And now i got to borrow one from Ted? What is happening? Anyway, when you save with Progressive
5: by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and ugh, now they're running, and we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers.
0: Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. as we explore the mysteries of the universe,
1: the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential. Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on The Fringe FM.
2: Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? and the iOS app store. If you
7: suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe. Maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or in Encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214 995 3754. Again, that's 214 995 three seven five four for a discreet consultation
1: musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion they have no idea how to get their music heard And they're spending hours sending emails making phone calls and hitting up their friends to promote them with our industry powered digital marketing platform we can set up your media plan in minutes our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels so you can focus on actually making the music submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com that's mymusicpromoter.com (laughs) Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, host of Black Hoodie Alchemy, and you are listening to The Fringe FM.
7: Thousands of people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, a renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at imdarkwaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dog man. Louisiana Water Demon Stories. Sign up today and become a member at IamDarkWaters.com. That's IamDarkWaters.com.
3: We're back live on KTLK digital broadcasting. little limp biscuit, bringing us back from the break. Ooh, any of you, any of you all out there, wear the red backwards hat? We got Matt, Matt in Colorado, joining us tonight. You know, I we we got into some Egyptian stuff. Not that we were planning to. Let me get Matt back on here so we can. We could talk to him. Let me turn down Fred there. Bye, Fred. Let's get Matt back on here, Matt. Let me unmute you and bring your volume back up. Welcome back, Matt.
0: I'm here, my dear.
3: Awesome. You know what's funny is I was looking up Sekhmet during the break, right? And so she's known as the Eye of Ra, right? When you see that eye, um, the Egyptian symbol of the eye, and then that's been like and then also says, so, so that's one eye of raw. The other eye of raw is the eye or the other eye going the opposite direction is the eye of thought.
0: Oh my, my.
3: Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow. You, just, you know, Jeff, uh, you, you know, like you said, we didn't plan to go there, but isn't it wonderful how the things that are unplanned or you're in a conversation and get off on a tangent with somebody. And, and sometimes that turns out to be the best part of it. It's so fun.
3: And I love it so right. much. I love it so much. That's why I hate to over plan. Cause I like to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, I gotta say, you know, I, I, I got those just during the break. I, I couldn't really even <laughs> collect myself because I just was so, affected by you know energetically and just by the realization and just just I I swear I just heard second that in my head say Matt that was me that That was was me that (laughs) was her yeah (laughs) and and it's just so cool that you interjected and shared your story and just I never would have probably ever I mean that was a lot of years ago I had that experience I probably never would have realized that and found that out. And I only did now from talking to you and because you said, oh, that reminds me of this. And then the other cool thing is I snuck in there before the break. Oh, by the way, that I... reminded me of a lucid dream where I said, who are you and and what are you doing in my dream? I'm, I'm Thoth and I'm here to be your teacher. And then over the break, you, you find out that, you know, second met and Thoth are the two eyes of rock. Yeah, holy crap.
3: And one more that, thing, Angel Wing says it's also like symbolic of the third eye. Wow, right. every it's yeah, Zeg says synchronicity is on the move tonight. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah. So, you said a little bit too, you knew you had Egyptian past lives or connection to Egyptian past lives. Did you could, did you discover that through dreaming?
0: Um, let me see. I, I have had through dreaming some recalls of past lives. Um, I, I had, you know, a, a psychic, uh, reading, you know, by a trans channeler mm-hmm. that, um uh, told me about some Egyptian past lives, um, more than one. Um, and, uh, so uh, I, you know, I, I kind of had that from many years ago, but even before that and after that, I had always kind of been interested in Egyptology and I ended up getting, uh, uh, a number of books. You know, I got this one called, uh, the, the, I think it was called the mysteries of the great pyramid. And this mm-hmm. thing was like 600 pages and, you know, I got my minor in mathematics and it, it, it had all these diagrams and all the mathematics about how you can divide the height into the base and get the exact circumference of the earth. And you can calculate the distance to the moon, the distance to the sun, the mass of the earth, I mean, all these advanced uh, a- a astronomy uh, figures. You can calculate pi, just all these mysteries that are built into the pyramid. And then I've seen so many, egyptian documentaries you know if i see some on the history channel or somewhere if it's Mm -hmm. about egypt i'm watching it you know i just i've always been fascinated by that it's on my bucket list you know uh i gotta go to egypt (laughs) yeah and uh so I, i it's been a lifelong fascination and there's been a couple other things that i've been fascinated with that i've realized that those Fascination subject areas um, uh, practices. Um, I'm fascinated by them or get into them because I actually have past lives related to them. That's what um, they say, For right? example, <clears throat> I started doing calligraphy when I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and now I'm a writer and I really enjoy writing by hand. I mean, I can type 80 words a minute. It's more efficient, but of I like pen and paper and writing by hand. I always was in the calligraphy. Well, later on is when I had that psychic reading and and the person knowing nothing about me told me <clears throat> that uh, I was a, 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 one of the people that did the inscriptions on a, the Egyptian tomb and that uh, uh, to it was just part of the, the practice that to lock up the secret and, and do the we were kind of doing magic seals and stuff like that, 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 that scribe would be sealed within the tomb and, oh. and die. They would, they would give up their life. And uh, so apparently that was one of my lives. I finished inscribing, you know, whether they were uh, curses or protection spells or whatever until my, you know, and they sealed me up in there and, and until my torch went out and i finished my work and then then i died um, <clears throat> i guess i also had a lifetime where i was a, a scribe in the library of alexandria um Always and reading. so yeah writing writing and um and i i was had a really cool calligraphy teacher who was famous and um um taught me how to cut um a uh, 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 feather into a feather pen nice. so i've actually written with a feather and that boy that just felt right the of <laughs> That felt right man just give me a give me a feather pen you know a quill and dip it in the ink and that just you know uh boy but um yeah i did one time have a dream where <clears throat> i I walked back. I, I walked into this, what I can describe as like an old parliament building. I would say it was in the mid 1600s. I was walking in. I had somebody next to me, kind of escorting me. Maybe two people. We walked about two thirds of the way down. Um, turned into an aisle of the seats, and I recognized my seat. Like you know, fifth fifth seat in. Um, and and sat down and so I was like this member of parliament or something like that in the mid 1600s and and you know remembered going in there taking a seat the procedures beginning but I saw everybody's um clothes it, w- it was all just like watching one of those period piece movies right um, and so i I did have you know a, a, a dream that was, a recall of a past life uh, before.
3: No, it's 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 really amazing to see, like, to hear all those and hear what you've been interested in this life and see how it connects to the the past lives. And it sounds like you've really been a writer this whole time, most of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I, and oh,
0: uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead.
3: I have a question from the chat room. Brian Whitaker says, has Matt read any of the Graham Hancock books?
0: I have not.
3: Okay. If you can, you should. Cause I, I'm like, I haven't looked at, it. but Graham Hancock has a lot of books on Egypt and I'm sure somebody in the chat room can fill us in a little bit more on that. But so do you still feel, I mean, so you do feel a heavy connection to Egypt.
0: I I do I I, I really do and uh, I uh, you know Gigi did a a show on uh, talking about megalithic and monolithic and I I caught something else on on uh, you know through the paranormal radio app and they mm-hmm. were talking about these uh, <clears throat> these uh, really older than the you know typical pharaohs and five thousand years old but these other Uh, sculptures of these faces, and I've seen this before, where they've actually analyzed these with lasers and computers, and the left-hand side of the sculpture is exactly symmetrical to the right-hand side of the face, and these things are 20 feet high, and they're like, they're as precise as we can measure them with computers and lasers, and they're like, you're telling me that Somebody chiseled these with, you know, flint and uh, and and made them that precise and exact. And uh, you know, I had seen that before, but there, there's just so many mysteries in uh, in ancient Egypt that they just just fascinate me and draw my attention. And I, I don't know if I'll ever get enough of it. You know, I yeah. yeah
6: <clears throat> choose wisely choose Wendy's two for six for a limited time price and participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price
5: Progressive presents adjusting to the suburbs
6: I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs it's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it and my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to borrow a pole saw a year ago I didn't even know pole saws existed and now I gotta borrow one from Ted what is happening
5: Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.
0: Pardon me. Uh, You know, we were on Troubled Minds the other night talking about this uh, acquired Sabant syndrome where uh, people can get, you know, uh, brain damage or a head injury. And and one of the famous cases, this lady ended up... um, Uh, she was in, you know, England or something like that, but her parents take her to a museum and and they had an Egyptian uh, uh, display and she saw the the statues of the Egyptian gods and went up and knelt down and started worshiping and started telling Mm -hmm. her parents, you know, take me home, take me home. I want to go home. Well, she was legally dead at three years old, fell down these stairs. Um, She ended up moving to Egypt, spending the rest of her life there, like 25, 30 years or something like that, and um, was worked with, uh, what's his name, Zawas or whatever, the head of the Egyptian antiquities, and um, helped them actually find different hidden things in temples and discover things they couldn't find and directed them to things and had these past life recalls of them. and And one of the things, though, was that she did study hieroglyphs, Egyptian hieroglyphs, but apparently, she learned it incredibly fast. And during that show, I said, "You know, I've I, I haven't done it a lot, but every time I see hieroglyphs, um, I don't know how to explain it. I kind of understand them. You I feel, just you sort can of read in- the
3: energy off of them. You know what it says, kind of.
0: Yeah, I get like a feeling of what they're talking about, like sort of a general topic. I can't read them like." Word for word, or translate them into English, but I can just like look at them and scan across, and like it's almost like a a story will come back to me, or I'm like, oh, they're talking about the secession of this, and I don't know, it's just a very general sense of like I can decode hieroglyphs with no training, so I, I, you know i mean just in a very limited way yeah um but you're yeah. able
3: to connect which is really cool
0: yeah yeah um so uh
3: yeah, yeah egyptian
0: connection.
3: egyptian connection is really freaking nuts um yeah no and i'm i mean i still can't believe we had that whole Sekhmet synchronicity there i still find that really cool um so I have a question from Sylvain. He says, do you notice a lot of repeated things in your dreams?
0: Um, <clears throat> I, I do. And, you know, one of the things, um, th- this came up with, I was, I talked to Gigi on personal chat one time and this yeah. came up, you know, in a discord voice chat after a show. And it also came up in his show too. Um, one that I find interesting is these, uh, repeated locations um, and he actually had a almost identical experience that I've had for years where it's like something like either your hometown but it's a little bit different um, or like uh, a house you grew up in or a different house you've lived in but it's a little bit different it's diff- um, a little bit or a lot different, not different. or or a combination between two houses, or, or I have one where I dream a lot about this one house that I lived in from age 13 to 18, and then a different house, and it was in the mountains, and a different house that I lived more recently in the mountains. And it's like the location is the teenage house, but the house itself is the more recent house, but it doesn't actually look like either. Um, But I also, there's this one town, which actually happens to be where I went to high school, that I seem to have a lot of dreams in that town, a a lot. I mean, I've probably had 50 dreams in that town. I don't know why I keep going back to that town. Um, But it's like a recurring theme and location. um, And, you know, and just as a tidbit, symbolically, (laughs) <laughs> um it's it's customary and i i do some symbolic by the book stuff house usually represents consciousness
1: okay
0: um so um and uh and you know so if people have dreams about their house they might look at it in terms of their consciousness and a, a simple thing if it's a basement that's you know maybe your subconscious mm-hmm. main floors your waking consciousness If it's an upper story or attic, that might be like higher consciousness, Um, and and if if you're inside the house, that's inside your consciousness, inside your head. And even if there's other people in there, that might be just aspects of yourself, not really referring to the other people. But I I have had that; um, those experiences as recurring themes. And what Gigi and I were talking about, this weird thing happens in dreams where. You could have memories that during the dream, you're in the dream, and you'll have a memory of something that's not a memory from real life or actual life, but you remember it in the dream, um, it's almost like a dream memory, or it's a memory that um, the actual event only took place in the dream world, um, but you don't have any recollection of that dream. But, like, say you're having a dream with a buddy, and in the dream, your buddy says, oh, do you remember the time we, you know, went went skiing up at this place or whatever? And the memory comes back to you, and you can, like, picture it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that day, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you've ever had that happen, but mm-hmm. Gigi and I both have, and I've had it happen a lot, and I guess the potential significance of that. Is almost towards what we're talking about that the realm of dreaming is actually um, perhaps a realm of reality and yes. it's just real as waking life. Um, you have experiences there, you have a life there, you have memories there, um, and kind of like we were talking with the deja vu tie in there. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, and and I think in general, recurring dreams and themes is really trying to get your your attention and tell you something's important there, which is also what I think about nightmares. I don't believe in nightmares. Every time I've uh, successfully interpreted quote nightmares, they just turned out to be really cool, important symbolic dreams. Um, so, um, but I I also have I think a lot of people do uh, you know have dreams of school. Yeah, the school out. dream. I- ah,
3: the test yeah, dream
0: or, or college, and uh, there's always the one where you're you're in class and you're in at your desk and you look down and realize you forgot to put your clothes on. Or so stupid,
3: right? Like, are you, or for me, it was, a lot of the time it was like I just yeah. didn't have my shoes on, and I was like, why wouldn't no, I have no. my shoes at school? This doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> well, you're, you're lucky because I'm usually buck naked. Oh you know, no. But, <laughs> But I, I also have this recurring dream of it's like two weeks before graduation in college. And then I realized there's this class I totally forgot. that to attend. She never attended. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, the, the finals this week. And I it's, never went there. And, you have and no I didn't idea. Yeah. And, and yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah recur- recurring dreams. That, um, is,
3: a, that I, is really a nightmare.
0: <laughs> well since we did talk about reincarnation i i did have this one dream uh and i'll have to shorten it but um i had this dream i got lucid and i noticed that this let's say person pretty much looked like a person was was following me uh you know kind of like you're being followed by a pi or something like that But I kind of noticed and observed it. And and so I went into this building and decided I'm going to, like, lose him or or confront him or anything like that. And I did this weird thing with how I, you know, uh, walked backwards and covered my footsteps and kind of hid. And then when he came in, he was going off the way I went, didn't realize I backtracked. And then I sort of, when he turned around, jumped out and confronted him and i was like you know who are you and what's going on here and whatever uh he wasn't too talkative and uh and he he basically you know confessed that well he basically said it was his job to follow me or watch over me or monitor me or something like that and then i started asking him questions and you know and I was like, are there a bunch of you or whatever? And he said, no, there's just one of us assigned to each of you or something.
2: <laughs> and oh. then
0: I, I, I tried to ask him some other questions. And he said, I'm only allowed to answer yes or no questions. I'm forbidden from telling you the things you're trying to ask me. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, you better spill the beans. I, I kind of grabbed him. And I was like, I'm not letting you go till you give me the answers I need. And uh, so I started trying to ask him yes or no questions, and the information I was trying to get, I I couldn't get through yes or no. And I'm like, you know, are you going to give me what I want or not? Because you're not going anywhere. And um, he said, well, um, it's against the rules for me to tell you, but there's no rule that says I can't show you. Did she show you? And, and he did. And after that, there was just sort of this, um, I call it a dream magic shift. So it was like a shift of scenes. But it was sort of like that dude I met on the way to the mean, moon, he took me somewhere. And we ended up in this place. It was also sort of, you know, physical, looked like rooms, building, but sort of really, really different and uh we went into this first place and he he took me there and was kind of guiding me through it and um it went through a series of uh rooms that was basically laid out a process and i wrote about this in my book escape the matrix and explore reality and i called it they didn't use this word but i made it up i called it the planetary incarnation center and what this was was it's basically when you come to incarnate on earth this is the center and the stages of the process that you go through and you go through this uh first place um and they have kind of like a computer terminal that is similar in nature to get your mind around it and there's like an operator and and you tell them like they throw out the options of what country do you want to be born in and then um once you pick your country then you pick a more specific location. And then you tell them whether you want to be male or female. And then they ask you how many, do you want to be an only child or how many siblings do you want? And they're feeding this into this terminal and it keeps narrowing down and narrowing down the results until they get with like a short list of like, okay, here's 10 potential families you could be born into. And then they kind of show you the profile of your parents and of your siblings and you're able to actually select your parents, your family, your siblings, where you're being incarnated to. And then they move you into this other room and you start getting to sort of design your body and, and work with your DNA and your features and how tall you're going to be and how intelligent or intellectual versus artistic. And it's, wow, it just, I got led through this whole freaking process of what happens before you incarnate on earth. And uh, um, that was, that was the doozy.
3: That's a doozy. We only have like less than a minute left, but you know, and and we have so much to talk about, but we got to close it up. It makes, (coughs) (coughs) it makes me think a lot of like picking your character at the beginning of a video game and like selecting your character and designing your character before you go
0: into that world right right but yeah big picture i just wanted to uh look at dreaming as one of those avenues that we can perhaps explore the multi-dimensional nature of reality and enlarge that perceptual scope to go hey what all's uh, possibly real and, and what's going on here. And uh, we have a lot of wild, different experiences dreaming being one thing that we all do every night. And it's uh it can be a, a gateway or a portal to uh, some pretty wild, uh, awesome stuff.
3: No, it can be. And thank you. I want to thank you, Matt so much for joining us tonight. We have to get out of here real quick. Yes or no. Have you dreamt about Atlantis?
0: I have not, but I did have an experience where I relived um, my leaving right before it collapsed, and then Ooh. I watched it blow up and fall into the sea.
3: Ooh. Maybe we can get into that more into detail next time, but we have to get out of here. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. It's been an awesome time. And remember tomorrow night, we have the amazing and the beautiful Miranda young joining us. We're going to be on camera tomorrow night. So thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been the Jess Rogie show. Thank you. Zag angel wings, Laura, David, Sylvain, Brian, angel wings. I know I'm missing some people, but I want to thank grandmaster UV, Thank you so much for hanging out tonight, guys. Chris Holmes. Until next time, this has been the Jess Rogie Show on the Fringe FM, guys. Thank you.
6: Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like. Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave single. Dave single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs. Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price.